What's good, everybody? Man, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Hey, I got a special guest for you guys tonight. This is my guy, Adam Aniba, from the Burgundy and Gold Report. This guy right here knows the stuff. He writes the best articles, um, Washington football, draft expert. Mr. Adam, man, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. So it's been, it's been too long, man. Just love chopping it up right now, man. You know, it's a... It's a crazy time right now in Washington. We're just seeing, you know, all the quarterbacks, all the shaking moves. So, man, there's always a lot to talk about, man. Absolutely, man. And, hey, this episode right here is special because we're going to be talking about fixing the football team. This is Fixing the Football Team 1.0. We're going to have lots more guests uh, coming on to kind of give us how we can fix the football team. So, glaring need, quarterback, yes, what do you see us doing draft and free agency. Uh, well, let's start with free agency since it's going to come first. I think, you know, we've seen the Cam Newton of Washington. You know, more people are for it. There's people that are against it. But I'm right in that middle section that I look what's the most realistic situation right now. And I'll be honest with you, Cam Newton of Washington does seem logical because you've already got two quarterbacks that come from that system. Um, mm -hmm. They swung and they missed on Alex, St uh, excuse me, uh, Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. So unlike last year with Amari Cooper, I think they do have a backup plan, and I think the backup plan will be through free agency. Uh, Cam Newton right now is why I have the highest uh, level of um, certainty that he'll come. My other guy is Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater has to be a level of dominoes fall. And if we're yeah. believing what we're hearing coming out of Houston, um, that Carolina and them could be the, the, the trade partners. And if that happens, um, the assumption is Ted, Teddy Bridgewater will go to Houston, but I think it'd be more logical that they try to trade him first to add that um, chip to the trade. So those are my two guys right there. Teddy Bridgewater in a potential trade. Cam Newton uh, as a free agent. As far as the draft, number 19, I just don't see you know it worth the squeeze to you know trade multiple first rounds to move up. If, unless you're getting uh, Lawrence or Wilson. Those are the two guys I feel that can come in. They can start the season. Maybe take some of their lumps. Um, although yeah. I really like Trey Lance. I like mm -hmm. Fields. I think those guys will need some time. So free agency, the plan I laid out, I think that's probably the most likely right now. Okay. And the interesting thing is like, I've been seeing a lot of mocks out there and I'm seeing a scenario where Wilson falls. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know the Jets are going to take Wilson. I mean, you'll be stupid to not take Wilson. You know, to me, I think like, just like you said, he is ready. Matter of fact, he's my favorite quarterback out of all the quarterbacks out there. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the best player. But Zach Wilson, to me, has that Mahomes-type feel, Mahomes-type swag. Like, you see him roll out, jump, throw the ball off of one leg. Right. I mean, talk to me about Zach Wilson a little bit. Educate the uh, all the people out there that are listening. I'm glad you said it. Um, as far as the, the Pat Mahomes and the reason, and, and again, it's not coming for you know out of the blue. What it is is you know the Coastal Carolina was a good uh, game because I like to see when quarterbacks struggle how they respond. And mm -hmm. although they lost that game, we have to understand BYU has next to no talent. So as good as they did, it was all Zach Wilson. There's not that many teams in the nation that you can right. say are purely quarterback driven. There's always a second guy, a redshirt fr freshman, somebody waiting in the wings. Um, what he did against uh, Costa Carolina, you know, we saw the no look crossbody to the side. That was when that was the, my aha moment when I said this guy mm -hmm. can be really good. Glad you mentioned right. the Jets. I think they have two plans. I think the Jets with um, their new coach Salah, I think he wants to invest all around. So I see a scenario where someone could jump up and take Wilson. But also I mm -hmm. see the same scenario where the Jets can trade back, roll for Donna for a year and just get multiple first round picks players right. and try to go from there so i do they're stupid not to but they could right. be stupid if they get a, a huge load because for whoever's moving up to two this quarterback needy could be you know we're, we're hearing with the houston trade with three first rounds two defensive mm -hmm. starters 
I still think the move up in the draft, the point system is going to go out the window this year. I think we're going to see four quarterbacks in the top 10. And I think in round one, we're going to see six go. And I said this before, you know, it's been a little presumptuous, but we're seeing how high Mac Jones is getting prompted right now. I'm an mm-hmm. Alabama fan. He's not a first rounder, <laughs> right. but there's the supply and demand. And right, right now there's not enough supply for demand. So I, I hear, you know, Wilson's a great option. But there's nowhere feasible for Washington. I think Washington's best bet is to stay where they are or move back. But this is not the year to find your quarterback. It's about the bridge. This is year. 2021 is the year of the bridge quarterback. Okay. So out of the six quarterbacks that potentially can go first round, who are your four guys that go top ten? Okay. We know two of them, obviously. But Yeah, Lawrence Wilson. Um, and 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 I've caught a lot of slack for this, and I do put uh, Trey Lance ahead of Fields. And the reason I do that is it's a pure, it's a lot of projection involved because you look at the college tape. There's a lot more out there on Fields, mm-hmm. but uh, what it, there's also out there is a lot of issues with Fields. You know, we saw in the championship game he made a lot of nice throws, but he's still missing a lot of reads. Lance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more projection going on, but his raw ability, we've seen running quarterbacks, we've seen the label, this and that, but man, this guy's ducking his shoulder. He's running over people. People question level of competition, <laughs> but I've seen the impromptu that makes me have him as the third um, short answer. Um, Field, I do have him as fourth by default. Um, I like him, but I'm not projecting him to have a great pro career unless okay. he goes into a perfect system that's willing to do everything around him, and that includes taking what Ohio State did. I just don't right. think he as is quite as cerebral as someone like Lance is. I think it look mm-hmm. at the level of competition. But if you've actually go back and do the research, Doug, listen to him. He's a film junkie. The guy is all about. He can sit there and go through every system with you, even though right. it's not what he's running. So those are my four guys in the beginning. Like I said, after that, you start to get into Mac Trask. You know, you start to even go farther down. So, right. like right. I said, you know, Wilson and Lance, uh, Wilson and um, Lawrence. Those are the clear shots. But people are going to jump up, and I think that Lance and Fields are going to get drafted maybe a little too, a little earlier than they should, though. Yeah, I mean, this is a quarterback-hungry draft. And if you look at the teams that are, like, within that top 10, top 15, if you want a quarterback, you're going to have to trade into the top 15. For sure. You know, a guy like Mac Jones can possibly go to the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, you got the Saints out there. There's a, there's a scenario where – you can see what happened to uh, Jordan Love, where a team says, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to draft this guy and I'll just go ahead and stash. You know what I'm saying? Draft and stash and maybe sit a year and then, uh, you know, possibly playing. So it's just pretty cool to kind of see how things shake out. Now, in terms of free agency for the football team, right, you have Cam Newton, which I'm not a fan of, but hey. I'm going to support whatever that Ron Rivera does because we have seen Ron Rivera and Scott Turner make some some pretty good you know decisions. Like I wasn't for J.D. McKissick. I wasn't for Logan Thomas. I felt like we were shopping at you know Walmart. I mean the Dollar General instead of shopping at Walmart. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. but I mean we hit on so many free agent acquisitions, including Ronald Darby, which we're going to get into in a minute. But the amazing thing is, okay, so outside of Cam Newton and possibly Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy like I, I you look at him. I mean, I've seen what he can do. Right. Okay. But when you look at Taylor Heineken and you look at a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who is mobile enough, right, who can possibly will definitely fit in that system. So it makes Teddy Bridgewater intriguing. Even if we do trade for Teddy Bridgewater, I talked about it in the last pod. Um, I would say he's probably a fourth uh, fourth round pick might get it done. What do you think? Uh, I, I think that if they're seriously going to be in the Watson sweepstakes, they're going to really try to get, you know, a package of maybe a third plus mm-hmm. out of it because I think that they're just going to throw whatever they have. I think you're you're going to see the Ricky Williams train, trade put to shame with this one because it's going to get done. Um, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's the long it shot is. that it might not get done before the draft. It'll be for next year. I just don't see it happening. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I think you're, you're on the right track with a fourth round. I think it could be, mm-hmm. you know, third and a fifth. It could be a fourth right. and a conditional third next. Just remember conditionals. That's going to be the key term we're hearing this year. Ton of conditional picks next year. Um, mm-hmm. The salary cap's going to skyrocket next year. More short-term deals. So look for a lot of that going on there as well. Okay, good deal. Good deal. My favorite position, anybody who knows me knows that I love the wide receivers. And I can't wait to get into the wide receiver draft talk. But in terms of a free agency standpoint, 
yes, we have fifth most money, right, in free agency, but with COVID, right, every team have lost money. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. So we're losing money. So what are I, so Redskins not, I mean, Washington football team number is at what? Is it a 30? It was at 35 and change, but then, you know, keep in mind the Alex Smith situation. He's not, the, right now the salary cap is based on that 23 million hit. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to do that. They can cut him. Uh, they can, you know, forget the trade, but they can cut him or they can come to him, re, uh, renegotiate. And mm -hmm. I think if they cut him, it would be about a $10 million hit. So I think you can look at that cap getting closer to around 43, 44. Um, but the situation with Alex Smith is really complicated. I think him, him coming out in the media now is showing that he's gone. He's either cut. Right. I don't think yeah. he's, but the thing is, I don't see who's going to want to bring him in as even a backup. Um, but he's complicated in the situation. We really had a good flow, you know, and I think this is the beginning, unfortunately, of a little mm -hmm. drama that Washington will yeah. have to deal with. Um, Alex Smith's a good guy. So hopefully that, you know, that little dig in the media and all that, that's going to be, they're going to move on from that. Right. Um, but the thing is, you know, you mentioned Taylor Heineke. I really like him too. It's, it's, it's the limited games. I really like him to me. He, I think he can be one of the best backups and potentially a starter if need be. Mm -hmm. um, but Absolutely. right now, you know, we talk about Teddy Bridgewater, you know, a lot of people want to say it's easy to say, okay, bring the, bring, bring guys in that you think are close to the system. You know, Matt rules running something totally different in Carolina. Right. Absolutely. I still Absolutely. think you have to look what Teddy did in uh, Minnesota. You look what he did in Louisville. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking okay. at all those factors, looking what he does. Well, a lot of people think if a wash as a quarterback, they have to be a running quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have, they don't have to be a running quarterback, but they have to be mobile enough to get out of the pocket, roll left, roll like, cause you could see when Heinke was in the game, Turner felt comfortable was not mm -hmm. comfortable when Alex Smith was doing that. So I think whoever you get, that's why I think I'm zeroing on the guys that I mentioned, Cam Newton, because I don't think he's so bad what we saw in New England. I just think that was a situation where Bill Belichick says, everyone knows it is a very complicated system. And I think right. a lot of things that what he did, he did not play to Cam Newton's strength. I think mm -hmm. Washington can do that. And again, people just need to accept that you can't, find that savior every year and this has been going on and i'll say as a fan it's been joe theisman we won you know washington <laughs> won super bowls that was yeah. doug williams that was mark Rip. these were over the hill veterans that were done right. so washington is not used to doing this so you know slow and steady they're doing it the right way through the trenches don't be mm -hmm. impatient bridge quarterback with heineke as a backup man there's no reason that they can't be a 10 11 win team with it. everyone is looking at the schedule and saying well they're going right. to take go backwards if they don't get a franchise i'm not worried about That's the schedule that all these teams are going to be where they were or better last year it never happens exactly so, you know i think you just really have to focus on your weak spots on defense mm -hmm. and your skill positions on offense and then exactly right. try to get competent quarterback play okay so let's just say that the team drafts a quarterback in the Third, maybe third to fifth round. Okay. What quarterbacks do you see the team drafting as maybe as a guy that you can groom and then eventually give a shot to start? Well, you know, I wrote about him just, just a brief. I had five guys pre-senior bowl. Um, Jamie Newman was a guy. He was a guy that uh, everybody was looking to see more from when he went from Wake Forest to Georgia. But then, you know, um, he opted out. But then they took what he did at the Senior Bowl, the practice, and they're like, oh, this guy's crap. He's nothing. Mm -hmm. And the guy who's had a football for so long. The guy's a dual threat that can do a lot of good things. That's mm -hmm. my guy right now. Uh, I've heard Kellen Mond's talked up a lot because he kind of yeah. looked good in that game. If we take the years that has two years, we have to do that, not just the year. I want to take Newman, and I think if somehow they can pull that out in the fifth, mm -hmm. I feel a lot better than maybe with that second, third round. But I can definitely see them using that second, third round on Newman if they really do like a, you know, if they feel that, um, you know, he can come in, he can develop, and he's not just, you know, another Steven Montez that mm -hmm. they would stash. Because I don't think that you bring him in, put him as your fourth quarterback, and hope you, <laughs> right. and you better have a plan. So right. right now, Kyle Allen is not signed to the roster, mm -hmm. but with a nine hundred thousand dollar tag, they'd be stupid not to at least bring him back for camp. So yeah, they're gonna absolutely. they'll make they'll make a move in the draft probably day, like I said, like day three, fourth yeah. round seems logical. Right. Um, what I see is I see the team keeping three quarterbacks and maybe a guy that you put on a practice squad. I don't know how that really works with, you know, teams trying to steal your players. I don't know if you're going to be able to protect the players like they were able to do this season. I yeah. kind of love that rule where you kind of protect three to five guys every single week. That's yeah. awesome. So let's say, for example, Alex Smith is gone. He's gone. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. We need that $15 million off of him. Um, so Alex is gone. Tyler Heineke 
Taylor Heineke right now is one that's on the roster for sure, right? Right. right. Then with Kyle Allen, like you said, you got to bring him back in because he's just so cheap. He's you can't so cheap. get it. You can't get anybody that cheap that knows your system. Bottom line, exactly. It's just too much value. It's just mm-hmm. too much value. So whether he comes into camp to compete, whether they draft a guy, and then maybe they sign a veteran. So signing a veteran, Heineke, and then you know Allen, and then maybe a guy in the draft. That's probably how it's gonna you know shake out. And then you have Kyle Allen and Heineke fighting for the three and two and three. With the rookie trying to see if the rookie can, you know, earn a spot. Now, if the team does draft a rookie, mm-hmm. is there any way possible? This might be a stupid question, but I gotta ask it. Is there any way possible to keep four quarterbacks on the roster? Mm-hmm. How, how can they? No, right? Three is impossible. Three was a three was a stretch this year. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, you mentioned the the practice squad where they were practice, uh, protecting Steven Montez, so mm-hmm. they did it. But maybe there was some inclination that some team liked him or not. But really, when you put them on the practice squad, these are usually undrafted guys. Sometimes they're a seventh-round guy. But like you said, Kyle Allen, let's remember, they gave up a fifth round for him last year. So That's they're true. not going to give him a fifth round and walk. So he's in their plans. And what's crazy is, as fans, we're saying Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. But I think mm-hmm. in that coaching room, they're saying, we're, we're hoping Allen's going to take this job unless it's someone else. Exactly. So I think for once, it's been a while, we're going to see a real quarterback competition because they're just picked too late in the draft to get that right. guy, and they're just not their desirable level yet to get all those guys to come in. Like I said, defense, mm-hmm. I'm confident. I think Chase Young, right. that guy's going to – he's going to get people to come here. But mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, he's not there yet to be that guy until he gets his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Once he gets his quarterback, him, Gibson, next guys, they're going to have a unit that can pitch our team. You know, right. it's slowly going to be an NBA feel. I've been saying this for years. A lot of fans, these old-school guys out mm-hmm. there, the players can't have this power – well, listen, you want to pay people this much money, you have to give them right. power with it because money, the other team will pay them this much. <coughs> so teams need to get with the program, just like Watson. If you're going to tell your player you're going to be involved in the process, do what you say. So things are so, going to be changing. Super teams are going to slowly be created. You will see. And it's going to be created when the cap goes up. Right now, it's mm-hmm. just, but they're talking about $27 million next year. And I think right. the following year, we could see even more. So, man, it's mm-hmm. a great time to be an NFL fan. That's awesome. So what you're saying is it's either Kyle Allen, Taylor, and a veteran, or Kyle Allen, Taylor, and a rookie. They're not a rookie. I don't think – unless somehow you miraculously get uh, Wilson, Lance, or even Fields. Because we keep hearing all the Fields love, and I'll just say mm-hmm. this in a nutshell. If we're hearing all this stuff, it's not good. It's usually not going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. all smoke yeah. screens. So I think, like I said, more than likely, veteran, Taylor, Allen battle out in camp for the job. Hey, sounds good to me because you, you can't be going backwards. You know what I'm saying? You got to go forward. I mean, we, we we need a quarterback. I mean, I've been a fan since 1999, and the best quarterbacks that we've had since I've been a fan, Brad Johnson, probably RG3, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And that's not saying a lot, being that Kirk Cousins and RG3 didn't last, especially RG3. So, yeah. It's been rough, man. I've been through the Brunels. I've been through the Todd Collins. I've been through Donovan McNabb's and the Jason Campbell's and Patrick Ramsey's. And it goes on and on and on. You know, it goes on and on. And on. So it's kind of like, you know, drafting a quarterback scares me. I'd rather just go ahead and just sign a veteran. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I guess I might be okay with Cam Newton. Hey, I, hey. Vegas. I'm, I'm slowly coming around myself. Like I, I've you know? It's not about if you really want him. It's about, to, as a fan, just like the name change, for instance, you, at some point you have to become a realist and you have to understand what's likely, you know, start, you know, looking at the tea leaves. And he knows the system. There's no bad blood between him and Ron. Then we just had that interview, you know, with him and Terry McClellan, talking about Terry McClellan with Chad right. Johnson, uh, yes, everybody sir. else at the round table. So mm-hmm. you just start to bring those things together, and he was just like, hey, it sounds like he's open right. to it. So right. I, I think Absolutely. it's a definite possibility right now. Absolutely. So now let's finally transition to uh, to the uh, wide receiver position. We have Terry McLaurin. And based off of what we have now, it's not a guarantee that Cam Sims comes back. Right. It's not a guarantee that Steven Sims Jr. comes back. I mean – we're going to have to improve that group. You have Kelvin Harmon, who's coming back off of injury. You have Antonio Gandy-Gold, in which you would figure is most likely a lock. You don't draft a guy in the fourth round and just cut him the you know, year after. So what do you see? What's the plan here at wide receiver? Let's start with free agency. Yeah. Um, free agency, I'll be honest with you. 
it, it's it's bare. It's there's not a the talent level that Washington is looking for. Um, you know, we keep hearing Samuel from um, Carolina as a potential mm-hmm. slot option. Juju Smith-Schuster. We keep hearing mm-hmm. his names, and I'll be honest with you, I just look at these guys and I can find these guys in the draft. So mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing you know it worth the squeeze of paying 15, 20 million for you know those two combined. Not just look at the market value. Yeah. You could probably cool. get Samuel for around I think it was around ten. And Juju, mm-hmm. I think probably around 14, 15, I heard. Oh, so yeah. That, that is a lot. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that it, you just have to break down their game. Look at the, you know, you don't always look at box scores, but look at the box right. scores over the last couple of years. I look at how many games they've missed, how many games they played. And I, I just, I'm seeing a lot of receivers in the draft that can fill those needs. Granted, they have experience production, but I don't feel like they need to go for a wide receiver one. I think Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver one. I think slot is the number one option. And I don't think you go get Samuel if you can get – if I can sit here and name five or six that you can get from, you know, second round to fifth round, mm-hmm. why are you going to do that? So Right. Hey, shout-out to my guy, DMV Sports Zone. You guys follow this guy. This guy produces top-notch content. I promise you guys. Appreciate you tuning in, brother. Um, so my biggest free agent target was Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's at least a $20 million tag per year. I mean, he's that good. He's that elite. That's who I really wanted. But uh, with the cap situation and even with, you know, Alex leaving, do you think that getting getting a Allen Robinson will be worth it? No, no, because all the money involved, like I said, if we're talking about bridge, that guy, number one, he's looking for a contender right now, or even not an established quarterback. So I, that's why I tell everyone, unless it's Samuel who has the Carolina connection, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense for the marquee receivers to come to a team with, you know, Taylor didn't do enough against Tampa that's Bay true. just because we that's loved true. his fans and we said, oh, well, maybe we could have beat him in the Super Bowl. Right. We're better. <laughs> um, but, 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 but fact is, you know, there has to be some patience involved with mm-hmm. the whole process. Right. You know, so – um. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I feel you, man. You know, that's my guy. But you're talking. I mean, you're you're putting things into uh, a way that makes a lot of sense, especially for right. fans like me who was like, man, go get Allen Robinson. And you got Terry over here. And then you got Logan Thomas. Because, see, my mentality or my mindset is, you know, even if we did pay uh, Allen Robinson some crazy kind of money, right. maybe it's kind of like it's kind of like a, like a contract that um, Amari Cooper has. To where maybe those last two years are not, you know, you can cut the guy and not have to eat that. Because the way I look at it is Terry is going to be paid soon. And that's what a lot of fans are not understanding. And Terry is going to demand some money. He's going to demand some money. The defensive line is going to demand some money. But if you have the mentality that, hey, we're trying to win now, we obviously don't have the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if we had the quarterback, then you got to go, go, go ahead and invest in that receiver. You fill those pieces out, right, but you're exactly. not there yet. So that's not what you need to do. Exactly. My, all my articles, fans need to start focusing on a tight end. I love Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. but if you can put a true flex out on him and have him you know, a little more in line because he can. He's a solid blocker. You know, right. Revan Jordan's a guy just wrote out of Miami. You know, this guy could be in the second round. This guy is – they line him up in the backfield. You know, mm-hmm. there's just so many options – Fans get stuck to hear Allen Robinson. So then what mm-hmm. they start to do is then list off all the guys that they see at Z or X receiver. Right. Like right. I said, I see slot receiver. <laughs> you talk about uh, Sims Jr. He's gone. Everything. Yeah, I've he's read, out. He's they're, out. They're done with him. You know, he had that really nice catch, but he had five more horrible ones. So right. I think that slot is what you need. And man, it just happens to be like you talk about your favorite a wide receiver. That's my favorite to evaluate. Yes, it's how I got started in this draft. I just love the slot options. You want the speed, you got that. You want the short area quickness, you got that. You really have everything you want. And I don't think you – I love the idea of trading back. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. The more I look at it, the more I look at what we're seeing. Unless just makes it's a sense. marquee guy at number mm-hmm. 19, I like the idea of trading back. All right, so now let's shift gears to wide receivers in the draft. Now, at 19, mm-hmm. my dream is that your boy Waddle just free falls – Okay. That's my dream, but obviously that's most likely not going to happen. Right. But if it did happen, and if he's there at 19, I will be running to the podium to go ahead and give him that name. Right. Um, so at 19, realistically, what receivers do you see there? And do you even take a wide receiver at 19? It's it's it's, it's this little stretch because, like you say, you, you start to get into third, fourth, fifth uh, right, receivers, the position, because you're going to talk about, 
uh, Smith, uh, Jamar Chase, and Waddle. And Waddle might actually go second to Jamar Chase. It might even go before him. I've heard that. It's crazy. We saw it last year with mm-hmm. the Raiders. Right. Um, but in the end, um, I, th- I got Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, Purdue, man. I love him. But at 19, you have a guy that did some real damage against Ohio State, but then he mm-hmm. missed a lot of games. So, you know, at 19, you know, I could put Kadarius Toney. But then you mm-hmm. could start this limited production. Um, bad route, you know, route running needs a ton of work. They're mm-hmm. good prospects, just not at 19. I right. think when you get to 19, you're going to start to have to look at offensive linemen, even though that's not my first choice at 19. I know, linebacker. right? <laughs> Middle linebacker yeah. right now is my number one target on defense. Zayvon mm-hmm. Collins, Nick Bolton, you know, we there's some stars in this draft. So right. I think even though fans are stuck on, well, we they did – uh, defense how many years in a row that was a different regime okay right this regime needs to fill holes so it's, you're either you're going to either get the fourth receiver or you could get maybe the second middle linebacker in Zayvon Collins so exactly it's, it's best player available completely on the is what's going to be for number 19 in my opinion and I love that plan I mean I, I I'm I've been hearing some names I've heard Jock from uh, Notre Dame, I believe. I've, you know, Xavier Collins is my favorite out of all of those guys. Then you got Nick Bolton, like like you said. So there's some guys out there, and we're looking for that middle linebacker, that quarterback of that defense that can help take this defense to that next level. And if you can get the second best linebacker right. in this draft, you go ahead and do it. Forget, right. oh, well, we need offense, and we still have to see what happens in free agency. Right. But not in the first it's, round. It's, Everyone thinks that. It, it, to, to fix your offense, it's all got to be first rounds. Look at Washington's history. James exactly. Crowder, look at some of the best talent they've accumulated. Mm-hmm. It's been day three. That's why right. you'll see my site. I focus, mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing a lot more on some of the early rounds than I have in the past, but I stick with the small schools. Mm-hmm. I stick with, you know, the HBCU levels, you know, right. uh, more. I, I, you right. know, I'm hoping I'm right, but they were right. grambling. I wrote a, mm-hmm. a feature on him pre, uh, pre uh, senior bowl, and I just did a, a spotlight on him. Well, Washington mm-hmm. just sat down and interviewed with him. You know, nice. there's always going to be that Doug Williams connection, mm-hmm. but stars can be found out of the first round. So what I love to do and what, you know, we love to chop mm-hmm. it up is try to let fans know, because everyone goes on mock drafts, but after you get through that first round, it starts to get lost in translation. Exactly. You know what I mean? So hopefully exactly. we can come in and not, I don't consider myself a know-it-all. I just send someone myself that loves to do this, watch right. the tape. And I seriously, I feel like, you know, we can sit down and talk about this guy, that guy. You talked about Jock, mm-hmm. you know, from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Man, great prospect, but the idea of him being a starting middle linebacker at six foot, two hundred fifteen pounds, two hundred ten pounds as a rookie is crazy, and yeah. I don't put a first round on him. So, yeah. um, nineteen, he is a first round, but I'll put nineteen on him. But again, it has to be system fit, and I right. think the only way to understand what they're going to do is look what Jack Del Rio has done, look mm-hmm. what Rivera has done, look mm-hmm. what Turner's done. Try to bring him in the yeah. middle and do your own evaluations. That's Absolutely. what I tell people. Don't don't follow the sheep. Hey, and we know that Jack Del Rio and uh, Rivera love a nice middle linebacker. Hey, I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again. And, man, just imagine that front line, and then you got a middle linebacker that can cover, tackle, roam. I mean, <laughs> I mean the possibilities. And, and, and that's part of the reason why I do not want to trade 19 for a quarterback. Right. right. That's part of the reason because – if you're not getting the right quarterback, then what's the point? If you're going to trade 19 to get a quarterback, I mean, they better be a guy that's going to be here for, for at least five years. Yeah. Because if you're trading and it's not the guy, then it's like, then what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? Let's just continue to build the right way. And um, so let's transition a little bit to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, obviously, we have Brandon Sheriff. Do you pay Brandon Sheriff to make him the highest paid guard? Because him making the all pro – What's the worst thing that can happen to us? He makes that all pro, and then guess what? Price of admission just went up. They should have tried to get the deal done before the season started, but, you know, Ron Rivera being Ron Rivera, wanted to kind of see, you know, who, who he has. And so, I mean, you can't fault him. You can't blame him. Right. It was a whole new group. And he saw. And did he see? Oh, he saw. <laughs> he saw all pro level guard now. What is your plan with that right guard position? Do you pay sheriff? Do you go a cheaper option, and then use some of the money elsewhere? See, I, I'm just I'm I'm not. If if it's a center, we could have a conversation here. But I'm mm-hmm. just not someone that wants to see them put that kind of money into a guard because 
I just, like we just talked about, uh, you know, more from Grambling. You know, this guy, I think you can bring those interior linemen in and you can really do a lot with them. Right. And if we didn't, if, if, if Brandon didn't miss games over the last three years, this be a moot point. Say, so, yeah, he's the number one guard. Let's do it. But, man, right. durability has been an issue. If you look at history, at his age and at this contract, it's not going to go well. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 just, it's not going to go well. So I really hope that they don't – what I'm hearing is they could do a franchise again. I haven't looked at those numbers yet, but I heard it's in upwards of 16, 17, 18 million. I'm not sure, but that's crazy. That's that's absolutely insane. You're talking about more than half <laughs> right now, close to half. So right. I think interior interior linemen, I think you can find that in free agency in the draft. You don't go bargain shopping, but you mm-hmm. also don't break the bank for that. So for me, I, I get a lot of slack from it because it's not that I don't watch them. I just I don't want to pay a, a guard that kind of money. No, no, hey, I totally feel you. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm like half and half. Uh, I mean, obviously you want to protect your quarterback, but we don't have a quarterback. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, we've been drafting offensive linemen and uh, West Swisher played very, very well. And we don't know what we have in Sadiq Charles. Right. You know, there's good point. Right. Possibly play some guard. So yep. if he's possibly going to be playing some guard and then we have all these draft picks in that third round, we can possibly do some magic and grab at least another either interior or exterior uh, lineman. So there's right. so many possibilities. And then with free agency, there's lots of pretty good guards out there. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll give you a name, there. you know, on the roster, you know, Keith Ishmael. People need to stop sleeping on him because yeah. he's mostly a center. But I really like what he can do as a guard. So if you don't see them re-sign Brandon Schreff, I'm telling you, they 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 have. If I don't see that happening, that's gonna make me feel better about the San Diego State kid because mm. I liked his film. It's just yeah. offensive lineman. I have to say, it's one of the hardest positions to evaluate, especially Absolutely. interior, because it's you know depending on who's next to them, it can make them shine. And I'll be honest with you, Morgan Moses, he had the year. I think yeah. Brandon Schreff had a really good year, but I think it had a lot more to do with Morgan Moses's play. I was blown away, and I think I you can put a guard there, and Morgan will help him. But I think right now. Um, like you mentioned, Sadiq Charles, when he came in, I thought if it doesn't work at tackle, he can slide inside. So I think that they've seen enough, mm-hmm. and I see no reason. You talked about Schweitzer, man. That guy right. outplayed, you know. Right. Uh, Martin, he, he's disappointed <laughs> me, Martin. So, you know, right. I think that it's it's a lot easier to find interior linemen than it is outside guys. So I think I rather agree. than pay him, let him test for agency. If, let somebody else pay him. That That's just my thing. I don't think this line was lights out enough for us to mm-hmm. say – Hey, the man. I just no, I, I I totally get it. Like, I mean, he he's hasn't been durable. He misses a lot of games. But when he plays, he's you know he's pretty good. But it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's very good. But it's like like just like you say, an interior lineman making that kind of money. That's crazy. And we don't want to be the guys that that start that you know start that, that, that again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So so it's like, look, we can do some things in free agency, and then we can also add depth. And then hey. Full lot competition. Let's see what happens. And then we have a pretty good offensive line coach. So uh, I'm not too worried there. You know what I'm saying? In terms of whether we sign Sheriff or not, because we have a lot of holes. And I mean, the offensive line surprised us as the season went on. And had we had good quarterback play, that offensive line might have been even possibly top three to five based off of, I mean, we've seen what they've looked like with a guy like Heineke or when Allen was healthy, you saw you know, some pretty good uh, 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 sample size right there. But when you get guys like Alex Smith who had one leg or Dwayne Haskins who can't see this blind, I mean, the offensive line looked bad. So it was that same offensive line that's been right. there all year. It's just that the quarterback play kind of predicated whether they were really, really good or really, really bad. Right. Um, now, in the draft, um, I've been seeing some mocks and um, I've been seeing the guy, uh, Darisaw, from Virginia Tech, fall to us at 19. Talk to me a little bit about him. Man, this guy is really good. He, it's hard for me because I really like offensive linemen, I, but I just like a lot, of, a lot of other guys in the draft. But this guy's a mauler. He's mm-hmm. day one. You plug him in. But do I see him as you know a blindside 10-year guy? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think he can be really, really good. The, right now, um, the kid from Northwestern, Slater, I think his name, um, and yeah. the kid out of Oregon. I'm blanking on her name right now. But um, those are the two guys right now, to me, are the can't-miss guys. Everybody okay. other than those guys, I, I don't know. I, I feel more comfortable in the latter part of first round taking those guys because I think mm-hmm. 1 to 25, you've got a ton of defensive and offensive skill players. And I think those offensive linemen, like, like I said, you'll see 
the Oregon kid and the Northwest, Northwestern kid. And I think after that, there'll probably be a drop off. Uh, oh, Virginia right. Tech, the Virginia guy, uh, Darsaw, I think I have him more in the later part of the first round. Oh, right. Um, because I think at 19, 20 through 25, there's just too many skill players available. Mm, mm, mm. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So now let's transition to um, defense. But before then, running back, man, look, I love Gibson. Yeah, He transitioned well. He's learned that position. And he's getting better and better and better. Um, J.D. McKissick, awesome third, third down back. But where my issue is, where we need to fix the team is, what are we doing at RB2? What are we doing? Yeah, and, and you know what? That's not an, that's not a bad position to be in because mm-hmm. um, I, I was hoping to see Gibson use utilize more in the passing game because that's what he is. You know, mm-hmm. he's a big receiver. He's a throwback. Back in the day, you know, that guy that played fullback, receiver, mm-hmm. uh, uh, linebacker, right? Just that good. So I really want to see a, like a more of a pound the tackles, but a guy that can you know catch the ball. Um, there's definitely some guys in this draft in the later portions, but I think. Free agency, you know, you're talking about Jones from Green Bay. He's a guy that I think really fits what um, Ron Rivera and Turner want to do. I think you bring him in, and then you have your changeup with McKissick, and you have Gibson. I think you can keep Gibson and him at the in the backfield at the same time because you have two options that can run out. Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones, and then he's and, he, and he's a legit blocker. So Look. you know, we're not talking about eight nine million dollars. I think mm-hmm. you can get him for five million or six million. And wow. I think if you really have a plan and you have a good selling point to how you're going to use him, he's of course wants to be a feature back. Right. But I think if you kind of pitch the idea that, you know, he's going to be the back and these guys are going to really help a lot more in the swing mm-hmm. game and things like that, you can get it done. Um, but if you go in the draft, you can get those guys. You're just going to have to be a little more patient. But I think if you Absolutely. bring in someone like him, that would be someone I'd be more um, eager to give the money to. Then mm-hmm. another Z receiver that I'm not sure because again I, I scouted AGG uh, for two years and mm-hmm. people have already given up on him. I don't know why, you right. know, because a lot of rook- transitioning from mm-hmm. Liberty to the NFL is a huge. This guy is right. six foot five, you know, solid receiver, but smart right. as hell. These guys mm-hmm. don't flop out. I'm telling you, worst right. case scenario, he's a possession ceiling. Right. He's a Pro Bowler. So mm-hmm. I feel like you got him at the Z. You got McLaurin over there. You need slots. You know, right. you don't get one slot, you get two, three slots. And exactly. Look at what they have in Kansas City. You know, you have Harold Hardman. You have all the guys, mm-hmm. that, you know, that right. over there. So I think speed, speed, speed. That, that mm-hmm. That's my that's that's what I want to see for offense this offseason. And yet I don't think you have to overdraft in the first round to find that. Okay. Hey, and if we get Jones, man, I'm going to be – like, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones. In fantasy, I've kind of slept on him the last couple of years, and he just continues to – to prove me wrong each and every single time. Uh, there's some intriguing names out there. Of course, you got Jamal Williams. We'll see what happens with, with the whole Green Bay thing. They got A.J. Dillon. So they're definitely going to move on from one or two of those guys. You have a guy like James Conner out there. You got a Mark Ingram. So there's all these different names, all these different uh, uh, talented guys that are going to come relatively cheap because the market is going to be I mean, running backs are thinking that, that they're going to get paid, but they're not going to get paid like they think they're going to get paid. Gordon, Gordon saw how that happened. He, he held <laughs> yes, sir. He saw that. It's, they're not gonna, uh-huh. it's not time yet. It's not going to happen. Right. right. It's, I mean, you're going to see a lot of guys go for three to seven million. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this market, a running back is lucky to get seven. Some Look, some team is going to overpay. You got a team like Miami who is a running back away from being something special. Of course, they need another wide receiver, but really, if they get a running back, um, they can really, really, really uh, go far offensively. So you're going to have teams like that that might overpay. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, who's 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 going to pay a running back? And yeah. if they do, it's going to be a short-term type deal. You know what I'm saying? Prove it type deal. So uh, let's see what happens. There's tons of running backs, like, you know, just like I said, uh, We'll see what happens with uh, uh, Chris Carson. That's another guy mm-hmm. who, you know, can run through the middle, run outside, and then he's a pretty good receiver. So we know that Ron Rivera and uh, Scott Turner, they preach versatility. So whoever they were bringing in, you have to be a guy that can pound it and then also be able to catch the ball. A prime example is uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys were down on him, you know, last season, and he just got into that perfect system. And then when you play with a guy like Tom Brady, he's gonna find that running back. Right. And if you can ch- if you can catch just a little bit, Tom Brady will make you look amazing. He, I mean, he does that over and over and over again. You see, uh, Legarrette Blunt, you yeah. know, 
Of course, he didn't catch the ball, but he could have. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just a system type thing. So I'm excited for running back. I think if we can fix that RB2 position, if we can just find that guy, they can get the tough yards. And because there's going to be times where if Gibson is banged up, you don't want to rely on J.D. McKissick. Right. You know, being your premier running back. So I think that was a, a area of the team that we took for granted. Uh, Peyton Barber played okay in yeah. spurts. Uh, you know, he got those one-yard touchdowns. But Adrian Peterson should have stayed. That honestly, out of everything he's done, I'm I'm on board with with, with Riverboat. But why he moved on, I, I'm telling yeah. you right now, I think Adrian Peterson would have been the difference of another yep. one win or two. And yep. that could have been the difference who they faced in the first round. And, mm-hmm. and I think if you have that running game going into the playoffs, you can do something. So yeah. that was a bad move. But in, in saying that, again, we'll give him some slack because he did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, you can find that pound between the tackles guy. I don't really think it's that hard. We saw how mm-hmm. Fournette, these guys, former first-rounders, that exactly. become available. And mm-hmm. this free agency, what's going to happen? There's there's guys going to get drafted. Travis Etienne out of mm-hmm. Clemson. Gonna, some teams are going to reach on them, and what they're going to do exactly. is you're like, why did they take them? They have a running back. Next thing you know, right. they have running backs. So right. right now, free agency is closer than draft, but the draft is more easily to see, in my opinion, because free agency is exactly. very unpredictable right now. So exactly. I think we'll have the guys that we like. Jones, he's one of the top of the list of running back. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the positions I feel that Washington need isn't the strength of free agency. Mm-hmm. So I think exactly. Just stick to stick to your plan. And just you know, solidify that defense because everyone saw what that Ravens t- team did with Trent Dilfer. You know what I right. mean? And it's not saying everybody can emulate that kind of play, but they had a mm-hmm. really good offensive line, right? Lights out defense. I mm-hmm. see no reason why Washington can't do that next year, this season. Absolutely. And let me ask you this: Out of all the running backs that are in the draft, will there be a running back drafted in the first round this year? I, I like we talk about Travis Etienne. I keep bringing him up because he does a lot. But you know, later in the season with Clemson, I think that he kind of yeah pushed back into that first maybe that first pick of the second round. Mm-hmm. But no, I I, I I I don't see I don't see a first round. I think that there'll be like the first two three picks in the second round. You're gonna mm-hmm. see like running back, running back, receiver, running back. So I think right, that's right. the way it'll go. Yeah. And um, tell me if this is a true statement or a false statement. The top three running backs. In the draft is Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, and I think it's Javante Williams. Is it Williams? Williams, yeah. From North Carolina. I, I have I see I, I'm an Alabama fan, so I have Harris and Etienne, you know, neck and neck, one A, one right. B. And it's because their skill set. So no, absolutely. It's really absolutely. about what team and what they're running. But yeah, those are the two right there. But I think mm-hmm. when you go to three, four, five, you can start going like scat backs that team might mm-hmm. you know they might have a solid back but they want to get that third down receiving back so right. you know i mentioned a guy you know day three jared patterson out of buffalo you know oh, 400, 400 yards seven touchdowns in one game they look at the small school level but man the kid can run between the tackles he can get small and even though he wasn't used as a receiver he has soft hands when they did that so mm-hmm. you know there's guys that they can you know find in that later portion so mm-hmm. i think that after one and two it's all about what it's all about no, absolutely that. Absolutely, because I mean, just like you said, that man, that Buffalo kid, he's nice. And then you got a guy like Sermon, he's out there. So this 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 draft, even though I'm not a college guy, I keep my ears open, I keep my eyes open, I'm seeing things, I'm learning things. Once it gets closer to draft, I'm almost a pro because by that time I've studied, I've learned, I've talked to people like you, I've talked to Josh and all these uh, awesome guys that know college. Then I'm like knowledgeable. Then I'm like, okay, that's that guy that he was right. telling me about. Oh, that's that guy. So this is like a fun pod because the fans, they get to learn about all these different guys in the draft and kind of, you know, have guys to, you know, look at and look forward to. And then possibly when we do get that guy, it's kind of like, oh, wow, man, we got this guy. Last year I was big on AGG. I mean, I, I looked at receivers like Edwards and so many different guys and then, I mean, I was like each time a receiver was taken, I was like, oh, man. And then when we got AGG, I was excited. I also wanted Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. Yeah. And I think he was picked a pick before us. And I was yeah. I mean, had we gotten him and AGG, we won't be talking wide receivers right now. I mean, right. I think those two guys are going to be up and coming. But AGG, it might take him just a little bit more time. Uh, see, Terry McLaurin has spoiled a lot of us because he yeah. came in that first game versus the Eagles and boom mm. then it's kind of like oh this guy is good because a lot of us 
you know, that don't really follow the college game, we look at highlights. Yeah. <laughs> we look at highlights and we call it studying film, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we look at highlights and then, you know, you see Terry McLaurin highlights, then you see Kelvin Harmon highlights. Of course, you're going to say Kelvin Harmon. Oh, man, this guy. But then after that first game, we're like, who's this Terry McLaurin kid? Yeah. So it's kind of like us fans just have to kind of take a step back, breathe, yeah. <laughs> trust Listen to people. Listen to people. That's what I say. Listen, you know, when 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 I'll put an article out or something like this, man, you can tell who read it and who didn't because yep. you know they're going on. Oh, well, you need to this. Listen, you know, I understand. Not everyone wants to click things. They they call clickbait. Someone call my thing clickbait, which to me is the biggest <laughs> insult because that's what I go out of my way not right. to piggyback on. But you know, just listen to everyone. You know, I did the Scatum Academy. You know, my guy Josh, he's doing it now. Mm-hmm. You know, he he picks my brain a little bit. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, what do we think about this? When you get to a point, and I'm not going to name names on here because nobody has to know, but we see the ones on Twitter that really are threatened by other people and Mm -hmm. they don't want to share their information. And the second they have a right, they want the clout, they want this. I think Mm -hmm. the only way to be successful, and we saw tonight with the podcast, the nomination for Washington, all four of those podcasts, including yours, I'm proud to say Mm -hmm. I've been on. But the reason they're on there is one reason only, because it's a network. Because mm-hmm. everyone believes that although everyone's competing, everyone needs mm-hmm. the views, we're all better together. And Absolutely. by the time from now to draft time with COVID, with, you know, it's so it's being mm-hmm. so different, like you said, about being an expert. Mm-hmm. If people just spend the time to really, you know, talk to everyone and, you know, figure out what your team needs right. and not what everyone else is saying, like mm-hmm. Mac Jones at 19. No, that's just some college evaluator. That's somebody, whatever. <laughs> That people, you know, people talk right. about why would they say that? Well, when you start to do this for a while and, you know, some people I DM, some people they answer something. But what I've learned around the years is people like Mel Kuyper and those people, mm-hmm. they get tapes, they get things from agents, they get this. Right. So to say that they're not compromised would be a stretch because if you go back in the previous drafts and look 30 mm-hmm. days before and 30 days after, you'll never see me totally do a 180 in 30 right. days. They do mm-hmm. every single year. That's mm-hmm. just not evaluated from a 30 day right. stretch, especially there's no combine this year. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more projection because if right. Mac Jones went to the combine, I'm telling you right now, they would not put him <laughs> in the first round. There's just so much they're sitting on tape. So, you know, right. you just you just have to do your work, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, like in the back of my mind and I've seen people tweet this and this is funny to me. They're like, what if Mac Jones ends up being a Tom Brady like type player? And, you know, it doesn't sound too crazy because you never know what happens. It's about like we always talk about people getting into that right system. You know, he can get into that right system that similar to Alabama to where he has, I mean, weapons left and right. You know, I think right now, what team can he possibly go to that he can kind of have some kind of level of success? And I think of a team, maybe the Saints. I'm just saying, I'm not saying like day one starter. I'm not, I am not saying that, but you know, a system to where you can be groomed and cultivated to become who you need to become. Let's say he goes to a team like the saints and they're loaded at every position, you know, and he just has to just do the bare minimum. And then you continue to learn a lot of these quarterbacks from back in the day, not too much back in the day. Like you look at guys like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, he wasn't called in to come out there and and be what he is now. You know what I'm saying? He was able to, you know, come in and slowly but surely grow. What up, Warpath? It's my guy right here, man. Uh, you know, he was able to, you know, come in and grow. And then he became that guy. Tom Brady, right. same way. Right. Defense, running game, coaching. And then he became that guy. So sometimes I think the way that things are going now, I don't like it. These quarterbacks come in and then you're expecting them to have a Patrick Mahomes type uh, level of success, which is not realistic. But then you do have some quarterbacks that can come in and play right away. And then some, it just kind of takes some time. You know what I'm right. saying? So um, Sam Darnold, what are your thoughts on Sam Darnold? Um, I think if he was a free agent, I think Washington should be worth sniffing around. But if you're talking about giving, like, real assets, like anything beyond, you know, if you're talking about second, third, I don't know. Maybe you could talk about, but I don't think you bring him in. He's not a bridge. If you're bringing Sam yeah. Darnold, then you're giving him a contract. You're, exactly. You're you know, so I think that that discussion should be out. I think a lot of in the media are hyping up because they see new coach, new quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, Robert Saleh brought in one of the LaFleur brothers. Mm-hmm. I really think they're going to try it for a year because if you see how hard it is to find a quarterback, 
if they if Lawrence was on the board with him, I'd say of course. But I mm-hmm. think it's fifty fifty with Wilson because Wilson's really really good. Right. But also keep in mind this is a defense defensive mind oriented head coach. We don't know how much level of power he has. But right. what we're seeing a trend of a lot of these coaches is they are given a level of power with their rosters. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look into this situation, and I think they'll roll with Donald for one year and right. then go into next year with it. So, Because, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, you can get a lot of picks for that. But Donald, I just think he hasn't done enough for a team to come along and say, okay, we're going to give you a second right. and a conditional first, second, exactly. You know, we're talking about Matt Stafford. They offered a first round and a third round. So mm-hmm. now let's go backwards. We'll say mm-hmm. what a second and a fourth round. Right. I, I I wouldn't do it for Donald. No, I don't because I don't think I think it's all projection with him. Mm-hmm. And I think I either said this in a pod or I said it on a tweet. I don't even know, but I talk a lot. So I was like, if I'm the Jets, you keep Donald. You keep him. He's on a rookie deal. What do you have to lose? You bring in the rookie. You have them compete. Yeah. You know if. Wilson comes in and beats out Sam Darnold right away, then, hey, then you know what you have in Sam Darnold. But if Sam Darnold does what they think he can do, win their job, if his value goes up, you can always trade him midseason. That's, then, that's you, then you're like, you know what? I got something here. If he starts to tear it up, right, then you've already taken Wilson number two. You're like, oh, man, this guy is good. That means it was Gase. <laughs> that yeah. means Adam Gase was just terrible. So, you know, that's a good problem to have for them. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um Let's talk cornerback for a little bit. So we have Darby, who played phenomenal. Um, but is Donald a guy that if he's not on the team, does it hurt the team not signing Darby? Or do you look elsewhere? Because he's going to want to get paid. Well, he's going he, he's gonna to get paid. He had a good enough year last year where, from what I understand, he's probably going to command an $8 million range. And mm-hmm. I, personally, I, I don't think you pay that for him because he'll probably get closer to 10 based on you know the market and demand. Exactly. Um, I, I love Jimmy Moreland, and I think you mm-hmm. still develop him. I really love Fuller. So right there you have a two, two and a 2B. So you're looking right. for that number one corner. Man, I, I make a run at Peterson, you know, from, from Might as well. You know, I, I looked at his market. It was actually lower than I thought. He'll be 31 in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about his market. I think the market value per spot track was under 11 million. Okay. You're paying you're paying Fuller 8 million. So I think if you can get him, that's your free agent. Other than that, like it's slim pickings, man. That you go yeah. back to the draft. Exactly. I mean, Peterson now, right now, at this age, is better than Darby. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not even it's not even close. You're so, talking about it's going to be barely a difference in money. So exactly. Know, so so if you're talking about Darby eight nine million or Peterson ten eleven million, right. that's where you go. Maybe you give him a two to three year deal. Nothing too outrageous. Not no five. Oh, you, you, you incentive later. You throw five six <laughs> interceptions. You know, that's an escalator to another 10 million. Exactly. Because if you're getting five, five, six interceptions from him, you're probably have the number one or two defense. Yeah, absolutely. Fun, you know? and, 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 you know, I think we're going to attract some kind of cornerback here. I know we a lot of people have been focusing on the offense because that's been the problem. But we got to focus on these little bitty things like the running back, too, and, right. you know, the right guard, left guard. What do we do with that? You know, but you look at corner, if we can get the right corner. Yeah. Right. I mean, playing. Look, Chase Young, like you said, is going to bring a lot of people here who does not want to play with this line. And you got to play with this line before it's broken up, because as yeah. things uh, I mean, we're going to get into that at the as the as the as the last segment of the of the show. But, hey, if I'm a corner or if I'm a safety, I'm running into D.C. That's where I want to be. And the thing is, and like I said, I think don't people think the three, four, five years, it's going to be a lot of two year deals going on. But the NFLPA I just read today is going to is getting involved and they're putting um, letters to the owners about um, about no, excuse me, with the agents about the agents sharing information with each other because they don't want these owners to collude and try to mm-hmm. lowball everyone with these low ones. Right. So I think you'll see the two years, but you're still going to see 10, 15 million. Like you said, Patrick Peterson, Marcus 10. Right. Maybe ten, maybe twelve to fifteen, because it's a two-year mm-hmm. deal. So right. you're going to see a lot more money up front like that. It's going to be a little different in the past, but mm-hmm. man, you got it. When you have a defensive line like this, you know you're not. You, there's a window. So now mm-hmm. it's it's ticks. I think right now, my opinion is it's a three-year window with this defense. Right. I think right. you can have ultimate ceiling. I think luckily Sweat and Young will probably have them at least for that four or five years. But when you hit those two, one of them's going to leave. It's not going to be Young. Right. So. Right. 
people talk about the Watson trade. Oh, you can't throw in sweat. I love sweat. I don't want to do it either. But right. eventually, I, I do think he – I loved him coming out, and I had mm-hmm. him as my top 10 guy. To get him at the end of first round, I was psyched. But yeah. it's slowly going to have to figure out. Sweat's safer now, but you're going to have to move one of those people inside. So right. as a cornerback, you're looking for a team, and you're like, man, mm-hmm. their problem is they have too much talent that they can't too pay. Talent, and man. I can come in here and maybe on a two-year deal – Exactly. Not, maybe not Peter, even Peterson, someone else, and he mm-hmm. gets six, seven interceptions, and he's 33 years old going to free agency. Just to get paid again. But if exactly. he comes in, you know, there's so many factors that go into this. Right. But I just think for the first year in a long time, our defense can attract defensive free agents. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Washington fans should focus on. It's Absolutely. less likely to have big time names on offense because what are they coming to right now? Awesome. So we got two more topics free safety. There's a guy that you and I love in the draft, but what do you see as a plan in free agency if we can't get our guy in a draft? So talk free agency, then talk draft. Boston, man. My, my, my guy out of Carolina for the past two years, people were like, oh, you know, he's this and that. But again, not everyone has to be an all pro. You know, exactly. Whatever. You know, you're talking about what would it look like with Boston and Curl, man. I the thought of that makes me because if you just look what Boston did, like someone argued the other day over the last five mm-hmm. years, it's th- or four, four or five years, it's three teams. But okay, mm-hmm. he's three teams. Look how many interceptions he had all these exactly. years. I think it was 13 interceptions in three years mm-hmm. before last year. So yeah. I think you can get someone like him. There's no one I think, um, you know, there's a couple wild cards that might be available. Uh, Harrison Smith, there's a couple, but I think those guys are going to stay put. So I think, you know, that's your guy. And I think it's not a bargain basement move. It's somebody that was with Rivera, exactly. very familiar with what they want to do, I think would be a great move to bring mm-hmm. him in. Um, and again, you know, our guy out of, uh, uh, what's it called? I'm blanking. <laughs> Rich, uh, Rich, Rich again. Rich I, know, I always get confused. I said Wake Forest and Purdue. But no, he's, he's awesome. And yes, somehow they can get him. Um, but I still think, like I said, middle linebacker and free safety, it's one or the other. You got to get one in free agency and one in the draft. Exactly. Yeah. Like I like Levante David from Tampa Bay in, in free agency. My um, top choice. Right. So I think you have to get one of those in free agency, a top level, you know, middle linebacker free agency and go in the draft and just try to solidify those pieces because Absolutely. we talk about Zayvon Collins and we're not the only yeah. ones talking about him. And he's right. Boards, you know, so right. the thought of, you know, Mika Parsons and him are probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I love Nick Bolton. I'll have an article coming out soon, but 19's too rich. So, all right. So, I mean, we we have pretty much covered uh, the quarterback, <laughs> wide receiver two, slot wide receiver. We covered uh, tight end one or two, depending on you know who comes in. We've talked about uh, the offensive line, both interior exterior. We've covered middle linebacker, corner safety. I mean, we've pretty much hit the bulk of this thing. Yes, sir. But the golden question for you is, what do we do with the defensive line? I mean, we've hit on it a little bit, but uh, you got Big Matt that you've paid. He's on a pretty good contract. You have Settle. You know, he's coming up. You have Jonathan Allen, who's the free agent after this season, correct? He's on the fifth year right now, yeah. So fifth year right now. And I'm glad that we gave him that fifth year when we did, because if we didn't, it will be, I mean – We'll be trying to figure it out right now. And then you have uh, Payne, who's going to be coming up. And then after Payne, then that's when you got the uh, uh, Sweat and then Young. And so it's kind of like all these different decisions, all these different things that you have to do. For me, I would rather go Settle and Matt or one of those. And then it's going to have to be – because, I mean, it's going to be impossible. If I had a post – and my post said, I don't care what happens to anybody on that defensive line. I want uh, Chase Young and Sweat together for a decade. Yes. And for that to happen, literally, you have to let Payne and Allen go. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know. So, but I feel like with the way that things are going, maybe you get a settle on a good contract similar to what you gave uh, Matt. Maybe slightly less. It might right. take slightly less. Just all depends if you extend right. them early. If you don't extend them early and you let these guys get into free agency, that's where it kind of gets kind of funny. Yeah. You know, so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on our four I'll, super I'll, interior linemen? Yeah, I'll start with the forgotten man. Not by you, not by me, but Matt Ioannidis, you know, to think what he's going to be able to do next year. I'm excited. Ooh. And I think 
with his contract, moving him makes no sense because it's, it's, it's minimal yeah. compared to what we're talking about. Um, the writing on the wall I'm hearing is if uh, Brandon Schreff is resigned, Allen's out and vice mm-hmm. versa. So I think if we see Allen get extended, it won't be, it'll be pretty high. It'll probably be mm-hmm. higher than Washington fans want to see, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be paying for leadership. They're paying for future output, things like that. But like you said, I just don't see how long-term they probably keep Duran Payne. You know, I really mm-hmm. love him and I wish they could yeah. get more together, but I think it's more likely that you see the interior between um, Settle, Allen, and Ioannidis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that not always, bad. It's not bad. Right. And, you know, I think they'll be able to probably hold on to this unit through this year, but so if they extend Allen, I think what that'll do is that'll give you an extra year to make the decision. And I think you can go into the 2022 draft thinking which one you're going to move. And it's, it's all going to be, you know, what the salary, what, what, um, what it looks like. And Deron Payne, if he has another good year like this, that'll, that'll be a prime asset to, to put on. And, and can't we uh, fifth year Deron Payne and then figure out what we're doing? Like, I just want to keep these guys he, together. He, he's going to be, you know, short answer. He's going to be the most marketable trade. If you're talking about interior, mm-hmm. Allen's not Ionitis. Granted, not a big injury, but people aren't looking to extend the right. big time. It's Deron Payne. Right now, if it offers on the table, let's mm-hmm. just say, you know, a second round, fourth round, mm-hmm. whatever, and they go ahead and do it, he's going to go to the team. He's going to become one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the NFL. Ooh. That's how it's going to work. So yeah. I don't. I, I think by extending Allen, they can buy themselves some time. So I think that's most likely we're going to see. We'll keep mm-hmm. that interior, you know, set for this year. But, you know, 2022 is when we'll start to see it breaking up yeah. a little bit. Hopefully you see some guys rise, you know, from the, right. from the you know, from the backups, from the other roles to that thing Settle showed. Settle's the guy I love. I showed mm-hmm. him total transformation. I definitely think he can be a starter. Right. Oh, one more position before we get off here. I forgot about this position and I don't know why. We need depth at the pass rush. We need depth at the edge because we're gonna be losing Ryan Kerrigan. He's gone. There's no I don't see any scenario where Ryan Kerrigan comes back. He wants to be a starter on a contender. Yeah, we are on borderline contender right now. We're playoff contender at least, not Super Bowl contenders yet. Um, so I don't see Ryan Kerrigan coming back. So we have uh, Smith uh, Williams, and who can we get out there in free agency or even in a draft? I think we probably go draft. I think that's probably going to be the cheaper route. Yeah. Maybe somewhere in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, some kind of edge rush uh, to uh, help. Do you see anybody that can possibly help the team in the fourth, fifth round? First, you, first time you're, you're getting me stumped here. I'm, I'm a little early because I that is probably the position that I have. Um, I usually get closer when the the, the position heavy that we mm-hmm. have like uh, Russian. I'll probably get more into that. You know, three weeks maybe closer to the okay. draft. Right now, I don't see that as a need. I see. Like you said, day day three people. And we'll, we'll get into those. You'll see my prospect cards update yeah. up until the draft. And that's when I'm going to start putting a lot of those depth guys. Okay. Um, but right now, nobody really to talk about. You know, we'll talk about more of the senior guys, senior bowl guys mm-hmm. in, in a couple months, uh, a couple weeks leading up to the draft. But right now, there's no really name that you're going to – unless you're talking about a guy that you're going to bring him to be a starter. There's mm-hmm. no really – you know, I, I sat down, had a great interview with Jason Smith-Williams, you know, uh, before the season starts. And yes. I just read and learned so much about him. I like him in that role. So I nice. think you're, you're, you're not talking about a third. You're talking about them finding a fourth pass rusher. So yes. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of names of free agency in the draft. But mm-hmm. Jason Smith-Williams, this is a guy that was just starting to show some of his potential in NC State when he dealt with some nagging injuries. But mm-hmm. after his interview, everything that we talked about, I'm confident that those days are behind him. He didn't have any real setbacks this year. That's a guy to watch this year, Jason Smith-Williams, because he's going to have a lot more, a lot more snaps. Uh, also, the guy that was with us was it to it? I think it was there, that that guy was like I'm blanking on his name. I was a white guy, like six foot six. That's another guy that they'll definitely okay. bring back. Nice, two nice. or two. I can't remember his name, but yeah. All right. So since you're so great with the small school guys and you know the guys that nobody really get to know, or give me three names on offense in the draft and three names on defense in the draft that we should keep an eye out for. Yeah. Again, just getting in, but um, the couple guys that I've wrote up so far is we wrote about David Moore from Grambling. Um, he's okay. a guard, left guard, right guard. I like him a left guard the most. That's what he's, you know, really thrived on the most. But people are really knocking him down because I think he's just a shade over six foot one or change. But he's 340, 45 pounds. But when he gets nice. out in space, he's a mauler. Just go look at his tape. You know, there's not a 
ton of great YouTube out there. There's some, but what he keeps doing is every time he knocks someone down, he follows them and jumps on them. That's old oh, nice. that I love. So that's why that's why um, right now he's on my number one small school list. Um, a guy that I like is undrafted range. Um, a guy that actually went to Alabama. He was behind um, some of the best quarterbacks, including Mac Jones, Tua. Um, his name is Lane Hatcher, uh, Arkansas State. A lot of people looked at him six foot, think shade over two ten, small guy. Um, okay. And you know, I, I got some chuckles out of it, but I call him the Johnny Manziel without the attitude because <laughs> he really does a lot of what Manziel does, and he learned at Alabama. You know, so you're not talking about just some random small school guy mm-hmm. who's Alabama. You know, he realized he wasn't going to see time and he entered the transfer portal. So right now, um, those are my two main guys. Um, we haven't dug into the defense as much, um, but okay. there is a kid um, out of, I think it's North Carolina Central, um, okay. Fulham Mack. So he's he's one of the guys that we'll be talking about, teasing him in the next couple of weeks. So. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Before you get off, how can the people find you on social media? Oh, always a pleasure. Um, yeah, you can find me at the BNG report. Um, but the biggest news that we've had is, you know, you've seen it, everyone's seen our, our new site that has come out, our virtual football prospect player cards. Um, just click our site or the draft prospect cards. We've developed it custom for Washington fans. You click the card, you get the full evaluation, YouTube, everything you need. We have Washington news directly on our site. No need to go to Washington news. We bring it over every day, the burgundy and go to Everything you need, one stop shop. Hey, those prospect cards, I love it, man. I've already started playing around with it, man. I'm like, I feel like I'm a pro, and I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> this is this guy, man. And, you know, this is what this is his strength. This is what he does. So those prospect cards are awesome, guys. You guys go check them out. Adam, like I said, he's one of the best guys in the business. Um, I'm telling you guys, somebody's going to hire this guy, and you're going to see him <laughs> on TV. And I can say, hey, this guy's been on my show a few times. Uh, it's always a, a nice time chopping up with you. Uh, guys, once again, this is the Back Row Redskins Show. I am your host, Manny. Be sure to follow me on social media at the Back Row Redskins. And we got some great stuff coming on uh, YouTube. So follow the Talking Sports with, with Manny YouTube. Um, you guys stay safe and y'all be blessed. We're out. All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Have a great night, man. Absolutely. You too.